Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson, and I am your host. This week, I have Dave from the awesome Canadian metal band Hex Offender here in the Metal Forge studio. We're going to be talking about some awesome new releases from those guys and a little bit more. But before we get into all of the jazz today, not really much to talk about. You know, just uh, just hanging out. I do want to give a big shout out to Mike Brewer and the awesome people who had Mountains of Metal 6 this past weekend out in Marydell, Kentucky that Overload, my band, played at, along with so many other awesome fucking regional bands from the Kentuckiana area. Super fucking rad times. So fun. Be looking out for a, an Overload video possibly coming from that show. It was really fun. Kind of hot, but hey, that's what it's all about this time of year, right? So... I'm going to give a give a question here for you guys this week. What summer fest are you most looking forward to? That is not a major like Danny Wimmer production event or anything like that. Give me the underground. Give me the the Stormbringer Festival, you know, the uh, Metal Immortal Fest, you know, Frost and Fireland. 
you know, give me a uh, Maryland Death Fest. Give me the ones that you know are not gonna that are not produced by a major company that's got like Metallica and and bands like and Nine Inch Nails and those bands and shit on there. Let me know what are you looking forward to this summer. Fuck yeah. <laughs> So, I'm intrigued this week, and I'm going to let you all in on a little secret here. I don't listen to anything Jason and Athena record prior to the show. I just let it... I, I get the message back from them saying, here, here's what we're doing this week. And they tell me who it is and give me some links, and I just drop it in. I don't really listen for anything. I might maybe listen to the first minute of something just so volume wise I look at the waveform so I can edit edit it in, but I really just don't listen to it until the day of the show because I want to hear and be surprised by what is here to in, in what their interviews or or sorry, their reviews, what their reviews entail, right? So I saw Athena's review this week, and I immediately was like, huh, that's interesting. I wonder what it's about. So I actually looked up the band and actually listened to them before her, you know, before today's episode. And I was just like, holy fucking shit, these guys are awesome. And I wanted to know more about them. So I'm kind of excited for that. So let's check in with Athena from the Heavy Metal Bunker in Metal Mischief. Misfits and miscreants, bangers and mashers, deviants and the deviated, the tormented and the fermented, ghouls and goblins, creatures of the night, jack those headphones, crank the volume to max, spark it up and just relax. It's time for your deadly dose. Welcome! To the next installment of Metal Mischief. I am your host Athena and on today's lineup we have a new album that is completely different from anything I have reviewed thus far. This is definitely a golden find. <coughs> Excuse me. It's by a band from Konya, Turkey. The Tamer Isley Project. Tamer Isley Project. Now, these guys are definitely all talented. Um, there's not a mark missed at all when it comes to the composition and everything of this album. I just gotta say that right off the bat. So, to hear this band is to feel this band. So, I want you to kick up your heels, throw back some Reiki, Rocky... I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, but it's a strong, clear anise-flavored liqueur that's just favored by the citizens of Turkey. So, we're going to just throw that one in there for fun. Light some incense, maybe a few candles, turn off those damn lights, and let yourself slip into something more comfortable. Hmm. A symphonic black teddy, maybe? Tamer Isley Project's new album, Children of the Architect, is a sexy blend of symphonic metal, black metal, 
and what the band describes as folk metal. Which I guess I can see because of like its generous tendencies with like the overall production of it. I get that. I really, you know. At first I was like, ah, folk metal, but I do. After listening to the album a few times, I get it. It's got this erotic melody of all these many different stringed instruments, piano, and synthesizers, punctuated by these haunting vocals. And of course, they have like this backup singers, backup vocals, this it's like a almost like a chorus behind them and it's just absolutely beautiful it's it's stunning it's beautiful absolutely this album just resonates with the afterglow of sex that's right i said it you heard me the sex word <laughs> but this band is definitely sexy makes me feel sexy it should make you feel sexy it should make you feel sexy with somebody else. Right? Right? I've got my producer, DM Meyer, here, and I'm looking at him. Makes you feel sexy? Yes. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> he's smiling. You can't see it, but he's smiling. So, there are no timid moments during this romp whatsoever. The fire is definitely fueled by the crushing drums and generous ghostly guitars. It's a beautiful mingling of chaos, passion, and despair. So take a deep breath because the last song, which I've actually been playing for you in the background for the last 4 minutes and 28 seconds, if you haven't already stopped listening to me and are paying more attention to the background music, I totally get it. <laughs> anyway, I digress, which I do often. I want you to take a deep breath because this last song, Primitive, brings you to an orgasmic climax as they clock in at 15 minutes of release. It is a perfect end to this uncompromised delight. Absolutely. DM Meyer, should we do a shot? Sure. Sure. Hmm. To add to the beauty, oh. <laughs> to add to the beauty of Tamer, they have made it very hard to find out much about them at all. I mean, DM and I both looked it up, googled it, and tried to figure out anything and everything about this band, and we couldn't find much at all. I mean, they are literally kind of a mystery. I like that though. You know, it's it's kind of cool actually having a band that's just like, no, we're just going to make the music. You like it, you enjoy it. It doesn't matter 
who, what, where, when, why. We're just going to make this fucking awesome music. And that's what they did, man. A sexy mystery. I could not find where this was recorded, only that they recorded it themselves, produced, and distributed it. I mean, <laughs> they did not even list who played what, sang what, or what what. I did find out, though, that I cannot pronounce any of the band members' names. So, if you've heard and turned in, tuned in before to Metal Forge and Metal Mischief, then you already know I am not the greatest at pronouncing people's names or remembering things or <laughs> any of the above. <laughs> so, prepare for, like, probably the worst try yet. Alright, so. B. Ta. Unknown Soldier. This one I know I got. Beard Generator. I'm not quite sure what that means. <laughs> but it is a unique name. Also an Unknown Soldier. Focabra. Unknown Soldier. GC Dakanuma. Dakuno, Dakunuma. Unknown Soldier. Istis Gizenfeeler. Unknown Soldier. And Kazildan Sayaha. Unknown Soldier. Alright. I hope that wasn't too painful. <laughs> For any, Was that painful, DM? No. No? That, we're one, good. that wasn't terrible? I don't know the things either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Alright, well, good. He says it wasn't too painful. Hope y'all agree. Alright, so to sum it up, I want you to just go look for them on Bandcamp and many other streaming services because when I Googled them, all I got was streaming here, 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 and then when I said band info, it literally came up unknown. So, if you find out anything, let me know. I'd be interested to know more. Because these guys are really amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I'm blown away. I love it. I love it. So, before I give away too much, to sum it up, look for them on Bandcamp, many other streaming services, because this is an album that should not go without a good listen. Okay. So, now it's time to spark up that spliff Oh shit, you know what time it is. Pour yourself a shot of whatever you're drinking tonight. Be it a fine, clear Turkish liqueur or a fine, dark Kentucky liquor. Oh, y'all know what that sound means. Cheers. Alright, Athena's five-shot review. If you don't know the rules, bear with me while I bring to you this public service announcement. Five shots. That means I needed five fucking shots to get through the motherfucker. Four shots. Meh. Could've used some oomph. Three shots. Good. 
Made me air drum bang my head. Two shots. Really good. Put that shit in the glove box for traveling. One shot. Excellent. I'll probably have a bang over in the morning. So, here comes one of my shitty drum rolls. I think I'm actually getting better at that. It sounds good. It sounds better? It really sounds good. Uh, yeah, I should practice. <laughs> no. No? Okay. <laughs> it sounds better kind of shitty, though, right? It's, <laughs> it's like garage band, like, drum never mind. Uh, I digress. All right. I can think of a few places to practice that on. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now that we've built enough suspense for you guys, Tamer Isley Projects gets... Two shots! Really good! Put that shit in the glove box for traveling. So, until we meet again, have a most excellent time, and remember, keep it heavy! Cut! That's a wrap! <laughs> super fucking rad music all around the uh, i'm not really sure how to pronounce it timer it isla project whatever i'm sorry if i butcher it but yeah i'm definitely there's a ton of fucking music on the Bandcamp page that the link is below for it so please like check it out Buy some uh, buy some music from from that. It's totally fucking rad stuff. Fucking right. As I said, it was going to be short today. So here is Hex Offender. This is Blood Fuck.
All right, Metalheads, I am here with Dave from Hex Offender from Hamilton, Ontario. I hope I got that right. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. How about, how about you? Dude, I am awesome right now. It, it's been cool weather here in Louisville. I dig it. And I just, I just hate the heat personally because I'm fat and old. <laughs> so I, I can't complain there, especially, you know, that I know what's coming and it's, it's about to be August for about the next four months in a row, unfortunately. So, uh, Hex Offender, uh, I did get that right from Hamilton. Is that correct? Yes. Awesome. Well, I'm from Hamilton. <laughs> okay. Um, my band members are, from uh one guitarist from london ontario other guitarists in milton ontario and the our drummers from uh georgetown ontario okay so you're so i'm not too familiar with the geography there it's like i know where toronto is i know where uh you know windsor is and i'm pretty much dead after that i don't know much about you know is it a, is it a long distance between between your your commutes or anything no, it's about a hour, hour and a half drive from each other. That's not terrible. No, that's see that to me, that's a doable thing. That's something that you could you could easily you know make a weekend practice deal. Definitely. Hell yeah! So tell everybody out in Metal Forge Land about Hex Offender. Well, uh, Hex Offender is a uh, mostly a solo project that. Started at the beginning of the uh, pandemic because uh, I guess I was bored. No. <laughs> I was <Right>. out of work. <laughs> oh. I know I was definitely bored through the pandemic. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. So you say a mostly solo project. I say that uh, I assume that it's because you you wrote and recorded mostly everything at the beginning. Yeah, I'm the primary songwriter you know lyrics rhythm bass drums definitely and uh and i you know leave the leads to uh the musicians for sure i can i can get behind that i suck at writing leads myself so you record this a little bit differently than most people do you you, you did this off an irig is that right yeah i bought a 11 dollar irig and recorded on my cell phone <laughs> Which is absolutely crazy to me. Technology, I remember recording things on tape when I was like 13 and 14 years old, like a cassette tape. And now, this day and age, it's all on a phone for the most part. People are shooting movies on phones. They're recording albums on phones. It's crazy. Yeah, I actually uh, recorded the vocals uh, in my car. (laughs) Wait. Which is... uh, Park really? somewhere secluded. Yeah, just park somewhere secluded and uh, start screaming. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. See, I, I, I don't know if I could do that because I love the as much as I hate the studio. I love the the fact that I can sit in a vocal booth and stare at like this nice fucking uh, SM7B from Sure, you know, and and just go crazy in front of it, delivering some vocal lines. So I don't know how I would feel if I was just. Doing it. I mean, of course, I've done this in my car, you know, doing demo stuff, but not ever anything that I've released. Well, I mean, everything that I've released um, are is demos. <laughs> so okay, well, yeah. see, that puts a little bit of a different spin on it because yeah. you, it's not like 
actual professional recording studio. No. However, we did record in a studio in March, and we're releasing that EP in August. Nice. Do we have a name for that yet? Yes, uh, Into the Grave. I like it already. Yeah, uh, two tracks. But still. On a, on a, it'll be released on a 7-inch in August, so that's uh, looking forward to that. Now, with that, with you releasing the, this EP on vinyl, is this something that you're doing yourself, or did you get picked up by somebody to release that for you? A Swiss, an independent Swiss label got a hold of me. Uh, Heib, Heibenstich, or I can't pronounce it. It's in Swiss, Swiss German. Okay. I think it means, uh, cut and stab. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, but, uh, this guy, he's, uh, recorded sleep. Um, I think Morbid Angel as well at one point with a, an, another label. Definitely. Well, see, I always like to ask that because the, the resurgence of vinyl over the last six or seven years, especially in the metal community, has really, you know, it's it's become a thing where we're having like ridiculous wait times on vinyl. Like there's bands that I know that were that they put out something back in November and they're not expecting the actual vinyl of it to come out until December to January of December of 2022 to January 2023. So you're already looking at like 14, close to 14 months for for a release. And it's, to me, I don't get that. It's, I, I mean, I get it logistically, but as an artist, I'm like, when do you, when do you just, you know, when do you just say, okay, this is not going to be released on vinyl or something? I don't know. I think it might be worth the wait. It's nice to have a hard copy. Of course. Especially on vinyl, which is, you know, I find interesting. <laughs> well, absolutely. Like the whole process behind vinyl to me is interesting because from the way the mastering works to making like the stamping plates, that's, that is definitely a, a an, an extremely interesting way of, of, of releasing music. Definitely. When you went into this, getting this uh, vinyl pressed. Did you have a, when, when the label was talking to you about it, did they, did they have to say, okay, this is our deadline for August. You know, you have to be done by this day and everything has to be submitted by this day. Or is this something that you, you, you've known going well into? Um, it was just basically we just, uh, kept in touch and I'd let them know the progress of the recordings. And then when I said, you know, things were pretty much done, he he got a hold of the manufacturer, and uh, that's cool. That's basically it. Okay, <laughs> it was pretty pretty laid back. That and see, that's really good because I know there, like I said, there's so many people that have put out or are putting out music where it's you know six and eight and twelve and whatever months out to to be able to actually get physical product, and like I said, where. I guess where my point is with this is, is it seems like it's hard to actually to get a deal for your fans. I guess Pre everything's in the pre-order age, as I as I want to call it, because everything seems like okay. Here we're gonna put this out. 
but every but you got to pre-order it where that it might be a plus for some things i do know that there's some bands out there that have really reneged on that stuff and it, it just kind of sucks sometimes or yeah pre- I've, or pre-orders sell out super fast yeah i've noticed a lot of uh, new releases in quotations are uh they're not actually in stock yet <laughs> right uh, yeah there's a lot of pre-orders i've noticed okay Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com bigcartel.com Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one because they stopped beating their wives. And weird we never even thought of. Well, no. My friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. (laughs) Weird. It's going to get weird is the name of the podcast, available everywhere. And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Going to Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. So you've got the new EP, and it's set for August. Now, what is going to happen after that? Well, hopefully we're going to record another EP uh, next month in June. Um, hopefully get that done nice and quick. Definitely. And, and yeah, because recording is always that thing where you never know what's going to happen. You know, you might get to the studio and say, you know what? This part in this song sucks, so let's take it out or write a new part for something. Um, yeah, that could happen, but, uh, I've, I've revisioned, uh, my demos so many times that it's, they're, they're pretty much, pretty much final. Like I have final demos that I haven't released of the same songs that are on Bandcamp. Okay. Those are just like the, like second cuts of those songs. Definitely. So with that, and you have the the songs that you've released on Bandcamp and such that you you've recorded yourself. Now, when you're going, when you're going to the studio, are you all actually going as a band to the studio or is it just you going to the studio? Yeah, we go to the studio as a band. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So it, 
from where it started as mostly a quote solo project, it it has started to evolve into more of a band. Pretty much, yeah. Right on. See, and then and, and that's totally cool to me because it's like the whole it 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 has the whole brotherhood thing that's there. Yeah, you might have one person who writes a lot of the stuff, but you know it, there's still a sort of inclusion, which is totally cool. Yeah, the um, uh, Rob and Josh, my two guitarists, they they add their own little bits here and there, just to I guess spice things up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, and same with my drummer, he'll add his own little style. Right. To the formula. Yeah, everybody yeah. has a, a, a piece of flair that they add to it. Because, to me, no guitar players play the same. No. Even if they are carbon copy, identical twins, whatever, they still... And I've seen identical twin bass players and drummers that played in the same band, by the way. And, like, they still did not play the same way as the other did. So, that's one good thing about it is, even though you're writing the rhythms and everything, they're still adding their own, the way they play to it. Yeah. Um, I actually, there's actually one demo where, uh, the, both of them do leads. Nice. And they kind of, they kind of go back and forth with the guitar solo. Definitely. So when you write your music and you kind of pass it off to the other two guitar players and they learn it. And I'm sure it, it's probably a deal where you're showing them how to play it to a degree and they're, they're learning it on their own to a degree as well. Do they get to the point where they play something that's better for them to play it a certain way than the way you wrote it? Some of the time. Yeah. But, uh, for I've the most always, part, when- personally, I've always struggled with that. It's like, but I didn't write it that way. But I didn't write it that way, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yes. like, so it's kind of hard for me to like disassociate when I write a rhythm, and my guitar player plays it like in his way. Like, well, it's easier for me to play it like this. It's like, but I didn't write it that way. <laughs> I guess uh, you know, I figured out to be a little open if I'm gonna be uh, playing in a band with other people. You know, for sure. Yeah, it, it's definitely interesting and. And that's one of my things, like, when I watch uh, cover bands play, and I don't do that very often because of the stuff that I can play that that they're playing, if I see them play it different than the way, like, for example, like Crazy Train, if I see them play it different than the way Randy Rhodes wrote it and played it, uh, it, it gets, it, I'm stupid for this, but it gets under my skin. I'm like, Randy didn't fucking play it that way. The fuck, <laughs> what, what the fuck are you doing? It's like... Randy could have. Randy was an asshole. A lot of people have said that, but it's like show, show, show him some respect. Play it the way he fucking played it. Come on, don't, don't cheap out. <laughs> I know that's stupid, <laughs> but, <laughs> but to me, it's like, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, if it's good, it's good. Yeah. Definitely, and, and that's yeah. really where I probably that's probably the reason why I don't go watch uh, cover bands anymore is because of that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going into the studio next month to hopefully record two more songs for another for another EP release, and you I, I'm assuming this is all building towards an album. Yeah, we're gonna do a handful of seven inches first, just to get our foot in the door, kind of, and uh, and then eventually that after that we got a got an LP 
planned. Um, those demos are almost done. I think I just need two more songs. Okay. So with you saying that, does that mean that the songs on the EPs are not necessarily the songs that are going to be on the LP? Oh, they're all, yeah, all different songs. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm being serious. I've been in bands for a long time, and I've had a lot of friends who hit the record button and constantly re-record the same eight or ten songs over the, over 20 years. And <laughs> and it's like, well, it's on this EP, and it's on this album. And then we, we rewrote a part of it, and we put it on this album. And it's just like, what? Come on. It's like... You wrote that already. You released that already. How can you rewrite it? But yes, thank you for that. Seriously, because that that's one of my things too. That's just like once it's released, I I can't do the uh, I can't do the deal where it's um you know yeah more than more than uh one one album. Yeah, I uh you know I'll re-record and rewrite demos, but once it's like a final release, I'm not going to touch it again. You know? Okay. So, so by that rationale, if you were to have something on your Bandcamp page and it's labeled as a demo, does that mean that there is the possibility that it could be re-released as a different version later on? Yeah, like I've um, re-recorded all of them <laughs> so far, and there's there's a there's many changes okay. in the songs, but I'm not going to release them until they're they're full versions, like complete versions. Okay. So, so like if take, for example, on the undead smut demo, uh, the, the song undead smut would be, is the most finished version of that song is what you're saying? Uh, no, (laughs) I, um, I have, I have a final demo, um, like complete just needs to be properly recorded at a studio now. Okay. But it's a little different. The, the intros, it, Instead of that buildup, it, it just jumps right into it. Um, right on. And see, that's always one of the things I really love. Like, take, uh, for example, I wish more bands were doing this. Like the, the Metallica box sets. Yeah, they're pricey. The, you know, they started at $150 and I think Masters was like 300 bucks or something, or Justices was like 300 bucks. But, wow. but they've got that, all of those demo recordings. And all of the practice recordings and, and that shit. And I love that as an artist, you know, being, you know, getting to hear like the very beginning writings of say Harvester of Sorrow or whatever, just throwing one out there. Yeah. To see just, uh, how it evolved. Yeah. It is interesting. And, uh, maybe Hex Offender will, uh, once we get as big as Metallica, ah. <laughs> we'll hey, start a box set. Never say never. <laughs> you know, it, you never know what, <laughs> what the future holds. It could happen. <laughs> it could happen to you. No. <laughs> uh, we'll see. So, hell yeah. So, I'm definitely looking forward to the the 7-inch release in August all the way up until whenever the LP is finally available. So, hell yeah. We'll we'll definitely be plugging away here on the Metal Forge for it. So Yeah. Um, probably won't be for a little while because of... You know, vinyl takes forever. <laughs> right. Vinyl does take yeah. forever these days, for sure. Especially 12-inch vinyl seems like it takes forever anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground. From the graves of all those unholy. And they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats. They're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. So I want to switch gears here. I want to ask you, you know, about you, about general profile questions about you as a person, because... This is metal, and yeah, we've got the uh, fucking metal image and shit like that. This is all about you. All right. What song could you never tire of listening to? I don't know. I'll probably have to sit for a couple hours and think about that. (laughs) 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 To be honest, I don't think I've ever skipped uh, Beating Around the Bush by (laughs) ACDC. Nice. That that song, uh, that's always a good time. (laughs) For sure. And. You know, there's some of theirs that I I don't think I've ever skipped either. You know, personally, you know, I don't think I've ever skipped Shot Down in Flames. So, yeah, Yeah. I could totally get behind some ACDC on that. Pretty much the whole Highway to Hell album, I I can't skip. (laughs) Right. It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, What's your favorite animal? Uh, Probably my cat. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, actually, um, she was really sick. Um, not too long ago, uh, that was an expensive endeavor, but she's good now, and uh, actually inspired me to write a song. Oh, <laughs> so, well, one of the songs. Glad she's better. I'm a I'm a cat person too, and I think most metalheads are. You know, I think most metalheads. Yeah. yeah, I know a lot of dog metalhead, dog person metalheads, but like, I think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of cat people out there. I mean, shit, Rob Halford's a cat person, so. Yeah, it makes sense. What is something you've always wanted to do, but you're not coordinated enough to do? Uh, play lead guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Can't, can't, can't do it. It's like I can't do like fast shit, <laughs> like Ingve, Randy Rhodes, Zach Wild. I can't do fat. You know, Steve Vai. I can't do fast shit. You wanted me to play like Eric Clapton. I could probably pull that off because it's like slow. <laughs> I can't even do the slow stuff. <laughs> uh, 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 biggest pet peeve. Clicking drums. 
You know the clicky bass drums? Oh yes, yeah. The ones like that yeah. sound like they're hitting paper. Yeah. 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 I, that uh, I can't listen to a lot of potentially amazing bands because of that. Sometimes. Understandable. Just, just annoys me. <laughs> yeah, it it definitely fits a thing where it's just like. It, it's like that certain pitch or timber that's just like drives you up a wall. Yeah, like um, there there shouldn't be clicking in heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> unless it's unless you're playing to a click track. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, what was the best concert you ever attended? Um, probably the first time I saw Midnight. Ooh, yeah, that was that was super fun. You know. Confession time here in the Metal Forge. I have spoken to Vanek on this show twice, but I have never seen Midnight Live. <laughs> I actually, uh, this morning on my way to work, listened to uh, the Halloween special you had with Vanek. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> That's just awesome. To, just to get an idea of how the podcast goes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He is such a rad guy, for sure. And, yeah. and all, all of his solo work and everything, as you know, is great. So, what food can you not stand? Mm, any food I'm not eating. <laughs> um, that sounds like one of my answers. Yeah, I like food. <laughs> I'll try anything. Definitely. Do you have a favorite food, though? Yeah, but probably steak and potatoes. Something and, simple. And and that's something that I don't think... Well, I'm going to say that it's probably that you can't go wrong with, but I'm sure that there's there's people that can go wrong with it, you know, when they when they order a steak well done. You don't order your steak well done, do you? No, it's it's uh it's it's on the it's cooking for like 3 minutes and then I take it off. <laughs> oh, wow. I like it pretty rare. Yeah, uh what do they call that gray, I believe? Um I I think uh I think it's called delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you like to see perform live if time or money was not an object? Hmm. Probably like the Stooges back in their like raw power their, era. Yeah. That sure. era. Hell yeah. You know, where the show got canceled in the first ten minutes. Well I mean, <laughs> because, because Iggy was too you know, messed up. <laughs> you know, I recently saw a, a clip of an interview with Alice Cooper saying how they grew up together in Detroit and they were, you know, they played shows together really early on. And he gave, Alice gave Iggy a switchblade and he said he was doing it there. He gave it to him to protect himself. And he started cutting on his chest in a show with it. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He would like cover himself in peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. Like head to toe. <laughs> yep. And that was actually the, the very next sentence that Alice said is he went, he cut himself up. He went into the crowd and they started rubbing peanut butter all over him. <laughs> Yeah, I think I definitely would have enjoyed rubbing peanut butter on Iggy Pop back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, if you could relive any age of your life, what would it be? I think I'm actually in the best <laughs> age there, of my life. Hell yeah. There you go. Yeah. 
and and you can't argue with that if you've if you're content with it fucking awesome right right on yeah this is i'm living the my best years so far definitely <laughs> uh do you believe in the paranormal um i guess i'm agnostic about it i don't know it's could be there but i haven't seen it <laughs> okay understandable like when it, when i say paranormal I, I mean like not only like you know like ghosts and stuff like that but kind of like the cryptozoology with it like uh bigfoot ufos things like that um yeah i'm more i don't know if it exists or not definitely oh yeah yeah uh priest or maiden priest nice now yeah. when you say priest which is totally fucking rad uh you got an album or anything in there uh stained class that's uh my favorite album really wow yeah. i have not had that as a favorite uh favorite uh priest album yet i think it's like the uh it's like that transitioning stage from their previous stuff to the the newer sound right i guess newer sound is the early 80s <laughs> um what i i i don't know i i think you're absolutely right with that we're talking about a band that i've often said has over the last 50 years in music you know uh 52 now that has drastically changed their sound era to era like definitely almost from the 70s to the 80s they changed from the 80s to the 90s they changed from the 90s to the 2000s they've changed they've still always been heavy but it's been different types of heavy the entire time yeah although i'm not too familiar with 90s or 2000s judas priest oh like this like the jugulator type stuff like mostly you know they're late 70s early 80s definitely hell yeah yeah welcome to the night you think you know night demon then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called the Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is the Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling.
Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Beer or whiskey? Uh, both. Both? Any particular, yeah. any favorite brands? Um, for whiskey, uh, it's a bourbon, uh, Four Roses. Okay. Definitely familiar I, with it. I like, I do like my Kentucky bourbon. Nice. Um, and then beer is just all over the place. <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, a, it's a definite mood thing. I get that. Yeah. You could be, and, and as much as so many of my uh, listeners out there are going to be like, oh, what the fuck? You, know, you could be in a Budweiser mood one day because it's, you know, it's light and you, and that's what it is. You're just d- drinking it just to feel the effect. Or, you know, you just want to sit there and you want to have a nice Belgian double or something. I get that. Yeah. Sometimes I want a nice stout or I just want to drink some sewer water. You know, <laughs> <laughs> sewer water. That's that's awesome. I'm trying to get a Dosecki sponsorship here on a show. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the last thing you watched on YouTube? Oh, the last the I think a bunch of like CBGB's performances from the 70s. Nice. So like the Ramones, Blondie. Talking heads, all that stuff. Hell yeah. Before we go today, as always, links are listed below, so please give a like, a share, and a follow. Go to the Bandcamp page, buy uh, anything you can from it. You know, the, he has some demos on there. You know, follow him on Instagram and Facebook and wherever you can find them. Like I said, links are always listed below. Do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody today, Dave? Um, I guess my band members. Uh, Corey, Josh, and Rob. Hello. <laughs> and right. um and my friend Alan. Okay. Yeah. He's uh gifted me with some awesome artwork and my tattoos. Nice. And he's helped with some of the lyrics. Hell so. yeah. Is he who does the uh the artwork for the album covers, like the pictures and stuff? Um the Into the Grave album. He did that one. Hell yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it, actually. So, shit, yeah. Well, it's on it's on uh, Instagram, I think. Is it? I did yeah. Not, I did not see it on there. I will have to look it up now. Now that now that you say that. So, final question of the day is, and I've been changing these up recently, just because you know you can only ask what what album changed your life so many times, right? If you could go back and say three words to your 18 year old self. What would they be, and why? Uh, probably wouldn't say anything because I like where everything's gone so far. All the choices I've made over the years have led me here, and here is pretty good. Hell yeah! 
Yeah. So there, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, being, being where you're at and liking where you're at, that is a masterful thing, especially in this day and age when there's so much shit out there, you know, so much garbage. And, you know, I think society today could really take an example from the pit. And when you see your friends down, help pick them the fuck up and don't step on them. Yeah. So hell yeah. So on our way out today, what out of either anything off of undead smut or fever dream, what do you want me to play out? Uh, I'd say fever dream. All right. So you heard him. This is from hex offender. This is fever dream. Got it!
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on. <laughs>